you're listening to the Quality Coach Podcast, I'm your host, Jasmine Braxton. If you're a personal trainer who is trying to grow as a fitness professional, but feel unprepared to do so, listen in each week as myself and associates in the fitness space share practical tools and advice to help you become a quality coach. Welcome to another episode of the Quality Coach Podcast. I'm your girl, Jasmine. How we been doing? We good? We great? Wonderful. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about a couple of skills that I think most certifications glaze over or don't really cover at all, like not properly at least. And this this episode started out as like a list of seven things because, you know, I'm going to come with a list for you. You know, I'm going to keep it orderly, process driven, all that stuff. Right. And so that list then became a five item thing. And then I decided, you know what, these these five things can be grouped into two skill sets. And those skill sets are hard skills and soft skills. So if you've been following me for any measure of time, you've probably heard me talk about these two things individually, whether it be on a, another podcast that I was a guest on or on Instagram here on this podcast. There are two things that you kind of need to frame your thoughts around because then you know how to approach getting better at them. So you know how it is when you first become a personal trainer and you've learned so much in such a condensed period of time that you don't know really what to focus on first. You know, your thoughts are slightly scattered or very scattered (laughs) Um, because, again, you've just learned so much in a condensed period of time and you're on the Internet where where so many people are saying things that could be relevant or could be valid. um, And they're posing it as their as it being the most important thing to focus on. So with all that swirling and twirling, sometimes you wish you just had a short list. So the purpose of discussing these two skills today, these two types of skills today, is to help you to see that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You kind of just have to focus your thinking and your thoughts so that you can improve your skills based on where you see the gaps in understanding and knowledge and move from there, not feeling like you have to approach every task or every skill that's a part of being a personal trainer from the same start line, okay? Many of you are starting from experience, not necessarily from scratch, meaning, you know, you've lived a little bit of life, so you kind of get people, you kind of get how things function, but let me not get too far down that rabbit hole before we even get this whole topic started. So, Let's start off with the soft skills. I had I've have two things that I think are really pertinent to you becoming a quality coach that I've grouped under soft skills. And they are one, being able to deliver a high quality experience and being able to communicate well with various personality types. So let's talk on this quality experience first. Maybe in your mind, this is a given. You want to treat your clients well. You want to give them red carpet service. 
But often you either blank out on how to do that, what quant- what qualifies as being um, high quality, um, or you just feel so rushed and scattered that you don't get to it at all. And so I want you to think about something that when you think about giving a high quality experience, think about what is common courtesy. If you have in-person clients, common courtesy in this case could be handing them a towel when they walk in as you start to do your mental check-in before their session. That is a very low-hanging fruit. They feel cared for. They feel like someone is, is giving them an opportunity to discuss maybe what's flying around their head to help them transition into the session. They may or may not be a sweater, but everybody appreciates a hand towel. Everybody appreciates something to mop their face with. Or like me, I don't like laying on the floor and putting my head on the floor. So I will grab a towel with a quickness and put it behind my head and lay on the floor. Hair on floor is the grossest thing in my book. So little things like that is a very small example of delivering a high quality experience in an individual that doesn't have to be complicated. If you're training clients online, things like coaches notes inside of your programming where you give them a little blurb about what to expect in the session, how to approach the session in comparison to how they approached the same session last week, things like that. Um, In addition to an invitation to share non-workout related wins and struggles that they may be experiencing outside of the gym, because I've spoken about this so many times, but remember that your clients and your business and fitness is a relationship business. And so when people feel like you see them and care about them outside of what you write on a piece of paper and outside of the session, they are more trustworthy of you, they're more willing to give you their best and work hard because they know that you actually care. So they're showing up for you. And I really think this leads into the second point in the soft skills section about being able to communicate well with various personality types. Because if you know a client's personality, they may be very motivated. You'll learn that some are very motivated by having to show up for you. That helps them meet their own expectations. Um, It helps them meet your expectations, which in return helps them out because they are people who are moved not by things that they want to do for themselves, but things that other people are expecting of them. If this sounds a little familiar for you, to you, it should because if you've ever heard of Gretchen Rubin, she wrote this um, personality quiz of sorts. She actually wrote an entire book on it. It's called The Four Tendencies. And in it, she created a quiz that helps people understand what their expectations are that they respond to. What are the things that make people move the dial forward? And as much as we want to glamorize or to say we are all motivated by our own desires, it's not necessarily true for every human being. So this example is why I think personality assessments are so, so important to your business overall, because the more you understand people, the better you are at properly handling people, especially if they're somehow opposite of you. If you are an extrovert, 
understanding the ways of an introvert might be a little foreign, you know, like dealing with the fact that they're thinkers, they're intrinsic, they're in their heads, they are, they have opinions, they just don't voice them like you and I, us extroverted people, or people who, if you train people who are from a different generation than you, like someone who's older than you, or someone who's way younger, um, and having, knowing how to approach their personality at that season of life that they're in. These are all examples of being able to communicate well. And it's a soft skill that is ultra important, especially if you want to retain clients over the long haul. Um, I've never heard anyone say that they regret being better at the soft skills, that they regret being approachable and easy to talk to and a good problem solver when it comes to other people. Like if you feel like those are non-necessities, friend, why why are you in a relationship business? Like real talk, why? <laughs> it's kind of like people who are not people, people, they don't like people at all and they have like customer service related jobs. Like if you don't like people, find a behind the desk job where you don't have to talk to them. You write them an email and be done, you know? <laughs> so those are the two things that I think in my experience will serve you well as far as soft skills are concerned. And they only make you better the more you you really hone in on not necessarily trying to do a lot, but doing very a, few, a very few things well. So soft skills fits that. And it's very much so in that whole realm of doing these untangible things well so that people feel taken care of, comfortable, cared for, and all all of that good jazz, right? So moving from there now to our hard skills, three things come to mind here. Let's go through these one by one. The first hard skill that I think that you should learn immediately is understand the principles of movement. Now, when you think about your job as a personal trainer, when it comes to the movement of your clients, you want to always frame your thoughts around how do I protect, correct, and develop this person? Okay, so protecting them means keep making sure they are moving safely, they're in a safe environment, not nitpicking at things, but making sure that they are protected. They're not setting themselves up for injury or failure in some way. Correcting them, meaning having the ability to see when someone's movement is not optimal and will then put them in a place where they're not safe. And then develop once you've gotten, there's more to correct. Let me back up. There's more to that correct piece. But overall, you're thinking how you're thinking along the lines of movement that is not going to lead to poor movement mechanics or um, injury and then develop once we kind of discovered or once we've kind of taken care of protecting and correcting, how can I make this person better, faster, stronger, more resilient on a physical, mental level, all that jazz, right? So movement principles, everything circles around the five foundational movements of a human being. 
I wish now this is something that we kind of take for granted because sometimes we are not told, hey, all your movements stem from these five things. But just to phrase that thinking is a whole game changer for a lot of people. So know that every human movement comes from squatting, hinging, pushing, pulling, carrying those five things. People will say, oh, I like to add lunging in there. Lunging, honestly, y'all, it's a unilateral squat. It's a single leg squat. So that's why I like to just group it under squatting. Deadlifting is a hinge pattern. So we're not going to name the exercise. We're naming the movement. So hinging, pushing and pulling are horizontal and vertical. You pull in both of those directions. And then carrying can be all the core work, anything that's loaded, love loaded things. I've just started rucking. (laughs) Thanks, Steph Godry, for that, by the way. She reminded me that that's an awesome thing to do. But knowing that squatting, hinging, pushing, pulling, and carrying, everything stems from those five movements. So once you understand that foundational component, building programs that are well-rounded and that are joint happy and that help the body from the ground up, it becomes so much more simplified because you can look at a program and be like, oh, this this program is very overhead specific, over very um, vertical push heavy. There's hardly any pulling. Hmm, that's going to cause some problems in the shoulders. Let's even that out a little bit. Unless a person is specifically trying to improve a specific body part, that's the only time you should see a large amount of one movement happening in a program and all the other ones being relatively equal. All right. So moving into continuing on about the principles of movement, um, understanding when to add in unilateral work, bilateral work, contralateral work ipsilateral work, understanding your three planes of motion, the sagittal, frontal, and transverse plane. Like those are all parts of the pie that make up the principles of movement and they all make up well-rounded programs. If you want to make a make if you want to make a great program, make it well-rounded. That is honestly the secret sauce to <laughs> Programs that have lasting power, programs that keep your clients uninjured and programs that keep them coming back. Because if you are helping them to touch all of these principles and incorporating all these principles and being well-rounded, you really, the, the variety is naturally going to be in the program. So that's to wrap up that hard skill, understanding the principles of movement. This is something that we're beginning to talk about very heavily inside of my membership community, Coach Unlocked. And it's so useful to understand this from a theory level and a fundamental level so that you know how to build programs that you can honestly use for years to come because they're so sound, they're so smart and intelligent. And that's like the whole purpose of me wanting to even teach you is so that you can have intelligent programs, not just a hard program. Because we all know anybody can make a hard program. My five-year-old can do that. Okay. He's tried. He's actually kind of good at it. Anywho, moving on. 
Another hard skill, the second of the three hard skills I want to talk about is having an eye for movement mechanics and dysfunction, aka can you spot the fault? If I were to send you a video of me doing squats and in the video, like I've intentionally done something faulty to see if you can spot it, could you spot it? Do you feel confident? Yeah, if she sent me a video, I could do that. If you don't feel confident in that, it's a wonderful place to start practicing and you don't need to make it hard for yourself. The person that you live with, if you live with other people, have them go through movements and help and start teaching yourself how to spot movement deficiencies and movement dysfunction by watching them move and picking out what you see. You can have your current clients do that if you have that. You can have coworkers do it. Honestly, as simple as asking, hey, I'm trying to get better at spotting, you know, movement mechanics and calling them out. Do you mind demonstrating this for me? Okay. A great example to uh, demonstrate what I'm trying to say is imagine you have a client who you're having them do overhead press with a barbell. Just a very straightforward lockout overhead. Can you tell when your client is shoving their shoulders back and down when they're overhead pressing? Because mechanically, they should be allowing their shoulders, their scapula to elevate as they press out and lock out overhead. So that's a dysfunction if they are trying to cue, they're cueing themselves shoulders back and down for an overhead movement that is actually asking the scapula to elevate. How Can you spot that? And then how would you correct that? That's a great example of being able to have an eye for movement mechanics and when there's dysfunction present. Okay. The third hard skill and the final skill that we'll talk about in this episode is being able to modify a workout in real time so that they avoid pain. Y'all, this requires you to understand biomechanics. For instance, you don't swap out a push-up for a Romanian deadlift. Like they're they're not the same movement mechanics at all. We're not even on the same side of the body. So understanding if if your client comes in with pain, how can and if it's possible, how can they still do the same movement pattern, target the same overall group of muscles? In a, and do it in a way that allows them to no longer experience the pain that they're having or backs them off from the pain so that they can help their body to see, hey, this is not something to be fearful of. You can actually move in, th- in this range of motion and it not hurt. Being able to modify a workout in real time, honestly, is like, one of the cool superpowers that you learn (laughs) as a personal trainer, your clients will appreciate you tremendously for that. And it is a way for you to be able to work on your feet when you are on the gym floor so that you continue to have flow in your session, in your client session without um, completely nixing a set of movements that Otherwise, they may be completely fine to do. You just have to maybe change the range of motion or their time under tension or their their base of support or any number of things off of the, um, the difficulty continuum that is at your disposal. 
everything trickles down to hard skills and soft skills at the end of the day. When you use these skills, what you're doing is you're making working out approachable for your clients because you are writing sustainable programs, which is honestly the bread and bre- the bread and butter of what you do as a fitness professional, as a personal trainer. And it is a huge part of what we help you do over in the new membership, Coach Unlocked, because this is something that I get so in my feelings about, because why aren't trainers taught how to use the primary tool of their profession? Being able to write programs is a skill set, but a program is a tool, a tool to help your client achieve goals that they didn't even know were possible for themselves. And not truly understanding how to use that tool to make that possible for a person, it's frustrating, you know? And so this is why I created the community, Coach Unlocked, because Think about it. If you don't feel prepared to guide clients, if you feel lost when you're assessing and programming, if you lack systems and processes, how are you able to make a lasting effect when so many components of your job are in chaos? You just, the reason this podcast exists is because I want you to I want to help you have a clear focus on what you can improve, what to improve first, what to narrow down your focus on. And this community is the place for that. So if you want to check us out, I've dropped the link to everything that we're doing below in the show notes. Check us out. I will be so glad to see you in there, especially because 2023 is upon us, people. And. The days of playing small and just figuring it out as we go with really no strategy, that that's not the business anymore. Like that ship has sailed. It's not the way we should work anymore. And I'm so happy to have a resource now that will help move you forward much more succinctly than the professionals that came before you who didn't have good mentorship didn't have community, didn't have support when they were first starting out in this career. Okay. So thanks for listening. As always, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, y'all. You don't understand how much you leaving a review on Apple helps this podcast get seen and heard by other people's like us. Like it's really important. It goes a really long way in helping me spread the word about the show. So Each one reach one, help each other out. That's what it's about around here. So until next time, bye y'all.